welcome back to another the Sports Battle clip and podcast recording as well. Um, there's a lot going on in the world of football, even though the club season has just literally ended. Um, Thank God. <laughs> and Johnny's made his return back off studying and doing his exams and watching Arsenal in Baku, which we'll get to at some point today. Um, welcome back, who's Johnny? Oh, 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 oh dear. Uh, but there's a lot on. The Women's World Cup kicked off last night, and it feels like it's... it's um, Really, this this is gonna be the tournament that everyone is gonna like, sort of pay attention to. You can feel the, how big it is, like what's been going on. It kicked off last night with France, the host team, and one of the favourites playing against um South Korea, and we'll talk about that in two seconds. There's a lot of other things going on. Neymar, different things, and um, Cup America starts very soon, and there's transfers and all, or transfer rumours starting wild. But we'll get into the Women's World Cup because France played last night, as I say, in the Parc de France, and it's about time those France. Fans in France saw a bit of good football. Yeah. I thank you. Um, the Lyon, the women Lyon players <coughs> turned up and all scored all four of France's goals, in, including Wendy Renard, the centre back, who got two. Oh. Johnny Van I thought Van Dijk. Virgin Van Dijk. Van Dijk Absolutely. What a centre back. What a centre back. That would be. Oh, yeah. I'd take her at all. She scored better than Lovren and Mustafi easily. But um, no, last night. That's that was her eleventh goal in last or her eleven eleven goals in the last ten games, and the ten have been my head or something daft. You can see why. <laughs> you can see yeah, it's right. unreal in there. Six foot one, um, and I think the the average height of the South Koreans was like five six or something. So it's like me against Brandon. Yeah, right away there's your advantage. <laughs> yep, and she took advantage. She did, and the the, the cross into the box. Second header was an absolute bollock uh, as well. Like, yeah, okay. to get the power behind it, um, it's not easy to hit a bollock. No, it really, isn't I it? struggle. Yeah, <laughs> so no, it's definitely not. She getting the right contact and um, putting it right in the corner twice, like great hairs. And they scored a goal, France as well, which Johnny was raging about because VAR ruled it. Oh, it was correctly ruled offside, I but it. it was a brilliant goal too as well. Um, brilliant, smashing volley into the, into the from ball a centre back too. Yeah. Who also plays for Leon, I think. <laughs> like this Leon team, by the way, eleven league titles in a row. Uh, six out of the last was it seven European Cups? Ridiculous. You're that's, right. It's not talked about enough. No, that's one of the greatest teams in world sport. Mm-hmm. Should be talked about more. Should be really like if that was a, an English or not even English, no more. If that was a men's football team, like there would be films wrote about it, books wrote everywhere. Everyone would be talking about it. It'd be on a global stage, humongous. Mm-hmm. But maybe this is the World Cup for the ladies game that explodes that and everyone starts to pay attention to it more. Yeah, I think it will. That, that France were brilliant last night and um, I hope I get this right, Amandine Henri in midfield was <sighs> absolutely superb. Some of that name for the French squad <laughs> seems to be quite decent. Yeah, France yeah. France have got my support automatically. Oh, just, I, just I, I want France doing it. Like. She just dominates the ball and makes that team absolutely tickly. Oh, Doesn't she? So Everything goes through her. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she's like a, I don't know, like an NES style player. The way she can just take the ball on three sixty turns and it's just, go past. She's it, and she's more aggressive. Yeah, like she really gets fired in. She's really a wee bit more aggressive than NES would be because he was known as like a wee artist and whatever. But whereas Amandine really does literally takes control of midfield and decides what's going to happen. And her goal was super. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I seen you trying to troll me last night. Hey, <laughs> 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 um, just point out that was Brett and I had nothing to do with it. Um, brilliant performance from France. As I said, seven of the Lyon players in the squad. That was the first game in the World Cup. 
Um, I'd packed out Parc de France, mm. uh, Parc de France, sorry, and it seems to be like as well. A lot of the journalists and stuff in the interviewing um young French fans or whatever that were there, male boys and girls, and they all were really buzzing about it. Um, do you think France can win it? Like. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, do like, favourites with the USA, I think? Yeah, well, US, everyone knows the USA in football. The core of that team is Leon, like so. Seven players. And I think all seven of them, I don't know if all seven of them started, but they definitely, I think they all played. Yeah. Cascarino as well, you were talking about last yeah. night. Yeah. She was class. She was class. Just not making people run past and getting the ball into the box. And there was a, a crossfield ball by uh, Wendy Renard that Cascarino caught in the air with her foot. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's ridiculous!" Just Everything seems so easy for them. I think they'll they'll be obviously tested more than they were last night. But yeah, signs are good. Like, and especially when you're the host nation, like to get off to a start like that yeah. is really really positive. Yeah. Could be a real because automatically. Well, all of us like, <laughs> but automatically you have the whole nation behind you. Yeah, because it's uh, suddenly it's the full stadium. It's trending worldwide number one on Twitter, Women's World Cup, which is unreal. Yeah. Um. So like that's gonna just get that feeling going. And. The girl, Amadine Henri said, she, she's captain and she wants to replicate what the men's team did last year. <coughs> she wants France to hold the two World Cups. Mm-hmm. Or the Coupe du Monde, Le Famille, I thank you. <laughs> and Brexton. How long have you been Brexton that? Uh, about two hours. And so that would be brilliant. And that, as me and John said, we're fully behind them. I'm sure you are too. You like a bit of the French team like you did in the last I World do. Cup for the men's. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, just a couple of things. The World Play of the Year, um, Hedberg. She won the first ever females Ballon d'Or. She's from Norway. She isn't playing. No. Because she doesn't agree with, uh, I think it's the um, payment structures in the women's game. So she's took a stand. Again, not really widely reported. or I haven't really seen that much. So I was doing a bit of stuff last night because I'm a bit of a nerd and I was reading about things. And um, she isn't. she took a stand that she's not playing at this World Cup because of payment structures, which is like such an unreal thing to do. I don't know if... I don't know if I would have it in me to like she refuse to go and play in a World Cup because it's a World Cup. So probably the biggest women's World Cup. Exactly, so like yeah. And because of that, she doesn't get like she spoke out about it before, and it does not get the support in her home country for it. Um, they just want her. Obviously, she's by miles her best player, best player in the world. Obviously, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's basically like Messi. At Argentina, yeah, yeah. they just yeah. want her to play and win stuff for Norway because she would um, obviously make their team so much better. Um, but I don't think she's been supported by um, the Norway Football Association, so she's just saying, well, it's fine, like, I'm not playing for you then. Playing your own, see so yeah. how you get on. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's going to be a massive loss for them. <coughs> it's it's going to, like, when you're, when you're watching Norway now as well, you know, you want to see players like that playing in the World Cup. Yeah. You want to see the best players, and like, I suppose a lot of people might know a lot about the women's game. Like, um, you know, you want to see these players perform, and then it give you more of an interest in women's game. Like, and it is a bit of a loss that way. Yeah. Players like that are only gonna, uh, you know, improve the game and make it more widely known. That that is an issue as well. Like, you know, these women aren't getting backed up by their own nations. You know, they have to be fully behind them. I suppose you can look at the same issue with Mkhitaryan for the Europa League when let's be honest we didn't, nobody really backed him up that well at the end of the day yeah. if they're really behind they would have boycotted I know Norway aren't going to boycott the whole Women's World Cup especially the biggest one because this is going to get a lot of names <laughs> out there like, so. she's only 23 and uh, another Leon player um, it's actually Ada Hegerberg sorry I'm getting her name wrong there but yeah she's, she's quoted saying like she had to boycott it because she just couldn't go through with it anymore they're she was mentally just broken from training camps in Norway and she wasn't getting the 
lack of respect that her, she and her, her, she thought her fellow uh, players should have been getting from the Norwegian FA. So she's decided, stuff is, I'm not going to turn up and go to this one. I'm not going to play if he's at this one. And I've been only 23, like, and literally just winning the Ballon d'Or. This could have been like her World Cup. So fair play her, she took a stand. Yeah, the president of the Norwegian FA voted against women's pay rise. So good well, luck. Screw him, man. Backwards, um, backwards. Is there some Alex Scott said last night, uh, before, was before maybe a half time, when she started up, you know, on Christmas Day, she had to go out for runs because the women's teams didn't have the same facilities as the men's, but now it's all changed. You know, the facilities in England, especially because the investment money's got a lot better. So the opportunity that, like, everyone's saying this England team have a really good chance. Yeah. And they have a really good squad. Like, you know, we've, Leah Williamson from the Gunners, like, League winners this year, league winners. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the only team that can do our club. We're not going to get into that. Sorry, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the Mars night game will be good. Scotland, England. She's won an omen for England as well. And, uh, in 1966, it was the 8th Men's World Cup and England won it. And this one's the 8th Women's World Cup. Well, men or women, I don't want England to win anyway. <laughs> no, I don't either. No offence. <laughs> no offence, again, all my English cousins. Um, I love you and all, like, but nope. I hope he's get beat by Scotland tomorrow night. And I hope he's don't win the World Cup. Yeah, I think the last time England played Scotland, England absolutely destroyed. The them. last Euros, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Six now. Um, but I think Scotland were missing a few players at the time, so they're they back were. at full strength. So hopefully yeah. we'll get a good game. Yeah, that's tomorrow night. Um, BBC One. This is the, the nonsense I love. Um, Doctor Perf, you want to spon- sponsor us? Uh, hit us up at the Sports Babble at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Uh, what else has been happening in the wor- crazy world of football, then, lads? Uh, don't really want to talk about Hazard again. Um, well, he's gone. That's he it. Gone. Done and dusted. Confirmed. He's getting number seven. Breton, I believe you have a birthday coming up soon. Yes, I do. 26th of August. If anyone wants to sponsor an Ireland Real Madrid top. Kerry. That's uh, um, yeah, so that's happened. He's gone. Done and dusted. Everybody mm. moves on. Well, you've appealed, I think, your transfer bans. Yeah, it's other news. Um, Chelsea have eventually... Um, put an appeal into the court of arbitration for sport. We talked about it about two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought they were going to do it at that stage. Don't know whether they're waiting on that hazard news or what, but um, both... both. Uh, you would want that lifted now, you have 130 million. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think they wanted to maybe confirm that he was yeah. going to go. Um, Real Madrid seemed to have ponied up like the amount of money that Chelsea wanted, so uh, suddenly now we need to sign some players, so... <coughs> we'll put that appeal in I think they were also waiting as late as they possibly could to put the appeal in so that um, it would be easy for the court arbitration for sport just to say okay you know while we look at this you can sign players and then we'll you know if there needs to be a ban we'll give you it afterwards so hopefully that's what will happen um, is it true that it could they could get an extra one then? if the fear this appeal feels that's happened a lot with I think that is a thing with cast. It seems to be if you appeal and then fail, they punish you more. It's happened in yeah. a few like um, I heard about that. Not even transfer things, it's just players appealing things and sports stars being things. So yeah, well, it, it would make sense because that would be a kick in the swingers. Like. Otherwise, you wouldn't appeal. Or otherwise, yeah, you know what I mean. You wouldn't yeah. appeal. They must. Um, Chelsea must know something. They must be happy enough to take yeah. the risk. Yeah, or else there was also rumors that they were not going to appeal it. And uh, sort of make a deal and say, well, we'll just do two uh, transfer windows then, um, summer and January, and then we can sign players next summer. Just go a whole season without um, transfers, but that doesn't appear to have happened. So 
there must be something going on. Uh, they need to sign players because Rumanoff this cheek is a long term injury. Hudson Odoi isn't going to be back for the start of the season. Reese James got injured last night for the under twenties. Um, who would have been coming back into the Chelsea squad after having an unbelievable season at Wigan Championship mm-hmm. in the year. So it doesn't look great for um, instead of signing players using those youth players because they're all getting injured. Um, There's talk that um, Loftus-Cheek is actually a bit more serious than we think. Mm, he'll he not be back for a while, definitely not. Um, England, <clears throat> definitely, if you watch the England column match the other night, England looked like they missed Loftus-Cheek because their midfield was a bit... Shape? Yeah. But sort of There's static. Barkley was good at some points, but then the other two, Rice and uh, Delph, Delph were just two walls. Yeah. Just constantly facing back towards the defenders. And if you saw the sky, the hard me um, pundits afterwards, they know more about football than I do. They're talking about how the players aren't in a half turn to receive the pass, literally at all. Like, this is get even saw at times Barkley got the ball, and instead of trying to even turn and face someone, at times he's just not, not hitting it straight back. And that's where two of the goals came from. Yeah, and it's just so. Puke, like you know, you want someone to just stand like this. I'm sound so stupid. Just stand side on, just stand sideways. So when you get the ball, you can pass it at least go forward on it. But they're just standing with their backs to the England uh, forwards, and I mean, I think from the start they were really scared of the lick as well. Like. They were all scared of Frankie De Young too. Yeah, and he's tiny wee maestro. Like, but like, ah, here's an idea. Watch what he does for two minutes, and then try and do something similar. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's not as if he's creating football, but he's just so. Ready, he just turns straight away. His body's already open to play forward. It looks so easy for him, but that's only because he's in the position that he's supposed to be in when he receives the ball. Yeah, that's that's half the battle. Like it really is. Um, but yeah, as I said, I hope they get changed by Switzerland. Um, we'll just as we'll just keep continue on here a little bit in transfers because Manchester United have signed or agreed to sign Daniel James yeah. from Swansea. Um, listen, I know Liverpool sign people from all over the place now, so I'm not going to knock anything. But it is a, it's a strange signing. For Manchester United, they've no, they don't, they don't have an identity anymore. I know that's a massive Sweden statement, but it seems like everything is so disconnected from everything else that they do. There's no pattern, and there's no, you can't see a clear direction in Manchester United at the moment. It feels you know what I mean by that? Um, Hodgson era at Liverpool, Paul Konchesky, <laughs> Paul Konchesky and Jovanovic. It's it feels a bit like what's going on here, the folk. Like Poulsen as well, you know, that kind of like, nah. you know what I mean? All the best done, James, and, and he could turn out to be a brilliant player, I don't know, and, and whatever, but it just doesn't, it's like, come on, my name mm. oh, what's going on there? Where are the marquee signs? It's not like they don't have money, like, let's be honest, they're not, they're not in the same sort of position that Arsenal are, like, they have money, like, they are a massive club, they should be able to sign big players, and maybe, maybe they're, like, they're still early days, maybe they will, like, but like, do you think also that United are if they throw there's bound to be certain players that if you throw a certain amount of money at them they will go to your club no matter what. But also, players these days are a lot more savvy with wanting to go to clubs that are on the rise rather than United are certainly on a decline. They're not in the Champions League. That is not appealing to a player. No, not clearly. <laughs> I know. I know how that feels. Yeah. Just mentioned what happened to Roy Hodgson. <coughs> Do you know it's, what I mean? So it's not a great place to be in. Maybe they they literally as much money as they have, they can't. I think it's that right, not being Champions League, and I think it's the fact that it's no such respect. It's Solskjaer, and he hasn't done anything yet to to warrant players who want to come and play for him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he's a legend to Jesse Lingard and Marcus Rashford, but sure, 
players playing and you don't give, I don't give a shit to who only stones. I don't care. Like, yeah. It's not a legend to me. And that's the part of the problem. If they had a bigger name there. Like a Pep or a Klopp. Or, or, or Mourinho. Do you know that type of thing? Or Conte or even Sarri. You're all like, well, I actually want to go and see what's going on there. Because like, Chelsea weren't in it. They got Jorginho. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's a strange one. Manchester United fans, if you're listening to the podcast or you're watching this here, let us know how you feel on it. Like, Let us know what you think about the Daniel James signing and whether you think it's a good one, whether you're excited or whether you're just like, lads, what's going on? All the best to him anyway. Like, he's a young Welsh player. I just hope it hasn't been something where Ryan Giggs has recommended it because he's seen him in training and a few things and said, oh, go get him. And then it turns out to be a flop because... He definitely did. Uh, like... I obviously didn't see all of his games, but some of the it's some good games for Spurs. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, so the game in the FA Cup kind of put him on the map. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was one game. It's one of the. Um, it might be one of those ones for the future. Like you might even see him going out on loan somewhere else. Like and it, depending right. on what United want to do. Like if they want to just completely strip it back and go youth players and try to build something again. Yeah. They could do that. Like could be like look what happened on the Robertson everybody. Mm-hmm. Come in, he didn't get playing for a wee while, then all of a sudden now he's like irreplaceable, like and he's one of the top left backs in the world. It, it, it could be like, so that's why I am cautious with it because I've seen what Liverpool have done. Yeah, like when you signed on the Rolls, like honestly, what did you think when you did you think, do you think this is a good signing or like, oh, we're buying this boy for it? You know what? Um, obviously, no, I wasn't like, oh, we're signing Roman, he's going unreal, but when you signed him, you're all like, right, we're signing someone that's going to compete with Moreno, and that was a position we really needed to strengthen. So it's like, right, we've got someone in there that can defend, so that's a bonus. I wasn't really too aware of him because I didn't watch loads of Hull, how good he could be going forward. But you always it, try to think positive about it, don't you? You do, like, and you, you, you got a spin on it, yeah, because it's your club. When you, 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 then a part of it was his first interview, and first impressions is, cla- is pivotal for a, a fan because I remember when we signed Alberto Aquilani from Roma. To replace Xavi Alonso, and I remember being beside myself with the excitement because I said like, we've signed his nickname was El Principio, the Little Prince in Rome. We've just signed this unbelievable Italian midfielder. This is unreal. And then when he arrived and did a few an interview and whatever you saw him his first couple of matches, you're like, uh oh, we've been space jammed. And this is something not right here. Whereas Andy Robertson, that impression you got from him was all like, he's gonna come in. He's gonna be an absolute hero. Work his nuts off. We're gonna get behind him. Yeah. And then he played one game with class and he came out of the team, but when he came back into the team, everyone just fell in love with him. Yeah. So first impressions were all like, okay, we're signing for 8 million. It's a, we need to strengthen the left back, we've got a left back. So it's a little bit probably different. But it, it's interesting to see what United fans think on it. Like it's, you know, it's, I'd love to hear their thoughts on it because we're also not United fans and mm-hmm. what they feel, the, where the club's going. But I don't know, it's all the best to him because it's, it's a big pressure for him to come to Swansea and, Massively. Go to United and Especially if he is among very few signings at Manchester United. Yeah. They're, they're bound to have they're bound to sign a couple more players, but if, if he's one of like three or four signings, they'll be one and to make an impact. You don't get it easy at Old Trafford. Yeah. Like. Well Pog Dab on his way to United's probably too, like, so. Yeah, a couple of like very prominent journalists saying that he's asked and he's he'd be open to that move back. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously go play, play with Aaron Ramsey, Richie Sarri as your manager, Cristiano Ronaldo's there, Dybala, Pjanic. Ah, be alright. As well as that, just on Sarri, he he looks like a, uh, I think Monday they're gonna make the announcement about Juventus, um, three year deal or something. But from him going <laughs> from managing Hazard to losing him and then going managing Ronaldo, like that's a pretty sweet deal. You know what I mean? He's he's working with. Two of the top 
three maybe players. Yeah. He's gone from managing Napoli, which is class because their fans are mental and the stadium's class. They need some decent players there as well. He's gone to Chelsea, won the Europa League, his first trophy, managed Hazard as you said. Um, and then he's gone and Kante. And then he's Jesus, gone. a half at a half at Kante. Yeah. Which he put in a different position and yeah. turns out actually he sort of maybe it. knew what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, and now he's going to Turin to Juventus, one of the biggest teams in the world. Despite what David Stevens says, um, there's, I think Steve Nichols. David Stevens had his head. Bob Mahan, some, some Liverpool <laughs> spoofer from years ago that's still trying to be relevant and shouldn't be talking about us. He said something daft too about it. And he's gone there and gets a manager Aldo and potentially Pogba. Potentially won the Champions League. Also, goalkeeping legend, Chesney. That's right. I know yourself. <laughs> One of the goats. Well, you never know. that I've heard they're one after the head, like so... Goodness, they're obviously gonna pull Manchester United apart. <laughs> pull rank in Italy in the same yeah. one that European Cup. And to be fair, like I, I think you mentioned it uh, on the Europa League review about sorry and the medal. Mm. Like even even me as an Arsenal fan, like looking at that clip, I was like, ah, all right. Yeah. Like going away from football, like it was nice. Yeah. Oh, it was actually, like it was nice to see. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, unanimously, nice. people agree, apart from some dick called Steve Sidwell. Ah, oh, here, Steve, see the biggest skip. Fire yourself into it. Just, just land yourself in. You weren't good enough for Arsenal. You went there. Was it Reading? You got a lucky break going to Chelsea somehow, and you got Ben <laughs> then too. Shut up, you're Just out. shut up, you mongo. Um. Also, Granit Xhaka has been quite vocal this week, Jonathan. I'd like to hear your thoughts on him. <laughs> Wanting that Champions League football he so richly deserves, apparently. He just literally pushed us out of it. Literally, we're pushing that Brighton player over for the penalty. Can't remember who it was actually. Was it proper by any chance? <coughs> I don't mm. No, he's he's some cheek, to be fair. I mean, you'd take 55 million for him. Fucking right, you would. I'd drive him myself, Yeah, I, I, I think every Arsenal fan would. There's, there's been a bit of a. I said uh, during the year he actually has improved and he had an alright season, but the old, the old mistakes are still there. I've, I'd rather have him. We need like a Santi Gersola back. I would have taken Santi Gersola Played for Spain again last night. I know. First time in over a thousand days. Oh, so back there, like. Who is Granit Xhaka, like? This is going to sound really pompous, but he's not an Arsenal player. He's shit. Like, it's the same, like, some people have tried to defend him saying he's a leader and whatever, like, I could sit in the middle of that field and be a leader for Arsenal. doesn't mean I'm good enough to play for them. It's, it's a lot of bullshit, like, and he's just cost us too many times and people were saying, give him one more season. No, like, no, he's had three seasons to prove himself. Arsenal, he's not good enough. Jeez, you could sit there and ping a ball left, right, and centre. Like, doesn't mean you're good enough to play for that club. He's not. He's one of the ones who has to go as well. And fifty-five million, I'd laugh, laugh. Because oh, such a deal. At Arsenal, he's been there for three years, as you said. And Arsenal, an Arsenal midfielder, an Arsenal central midfielder, should be one of the players that you think of when somebody goes, "Who are the best midfielders in the Premier League?" Grand Jack will be nowhere near. Like, no when I'm naming them. No way. Like he wouldn't make the he wouldn't make the top twenty probably. Like when we lost Corzola, like we, we played when we had Cockalan and Corzola, like at the pivot of our midfield, Cockalan's job was to win the ball back, which he was actually decent enough doing, and give it to Corzola. And that's how Arsenal started their attacks. And the same like obviously Mercedes was obviously been a lot of talk recently. Got married yesterday? Yeah, he got married and you know, him as a human being as a person, he is fantastic. The things he's done, he's paid uh, for a thousand children for surgery or something mm-hmm. like that there as well like that's fantastic but you know he's not good enough anymore you know 
I'm not going to be all sentiment about it and say just no, you have to look at him as a player. Just because he's a nice guy and all doesn't mean we have to keep him. Like you know, he's he's been taking three hundred and fifty yeah. off us a week. Yeah, it's just not. We need to we need to reinvest that somewhere else. And we have been linked with Tom Brandt earlier on with advanced talks with like eight players or something. Does Carrasco as well? I'd rather have Ryan Fraser. I would like he's second uh, most assists last year in the season. And he loves playing as Liverpool, so he can't take a goal there. Like. And he's, was it Brandon, you were saying he's created, created the most chances? He created the most chances in the Premier League last year. Like, why would I want to take Carrasco, who's been in China for two years? You yeah. know? Somebody's yeah. proven in the Premier League is really hard to beat. Like, Listen, yeah. I said it about 10 minutes ago. The way If you look at Liverpool signings, what they have done, it's the way to go forward. They're not looking for these other big names. It's players that either proven in the Premier League or proven in, in other leagues. Of, and sustained it in those leagues you know that type of way and mm-hmm. that team that don't mean to harp on about it Roma goalkeeper Academy let our right back uh, Schalke Southampton Hull mm-hmm. Newcastle uh, Sunderland and uh, Monaco then Southampton Roma and Hoffenheim mm-hmm. like you know, apart from Roma where is the world leading club in there? Mm. I text Shane Duffy. Sorry. Yeah, team, like, the, the teams. I think teams need to adopt that attitude more when they're looking for players. And it's just so it's so snobby, and our fans are just terrible for it. They're snobs, and we're linked to like. Ryan Fraser would be brilliant. For yeah, it's it's such a 50-50 split with some people. Why the hell would you not want him? We yeah. we are crying out for a winger. Like I would take Crasco on Fraser, like, but I just have Crasco on his own. Nah, I wouldn't be. Unless he really, because he's going to come into the Premier League and he's not up to speed with it. Like he played in the Liga, which is fair enough, but he hasn't been up to speed with, let's be honest, proper football in years. Yeah. I don't even know if he's in the Belgian team anymore, is he? Or? Don't think so. He so, was before he went there. So, like, I don't know. It's a big risk. Yeah, for the is. money they're asking for him as well, you can get Ryan Fraser for cheaper, he's Premier League proven, and he wants to call him a partner. There you are. Um, Another thing that's been happening this week, uh, or not been happening, but a player who just constantly seems to be in the limelight for all mad reasons is Neymar. You know, there is the case um, he's been accused of sexual assault. We're not going to get into that because we don't have lawyers and I'm not getting us the sports battle ruined before it properly gets off, off the ground. Um, there are other outlets that will cover that. Um, but football-wise, I wanted to ask the lads a question. Is, is his career on the way down? Is it finishing? Yes. I think so. Like, what do you think, John? He hasn't really... He went to PSG to be the main man and to try and get the ball on door and he's pitched it up the wall, to be quite honest. Like you say, with injuries and things. Like, but now he's begging Barcelona to come back and if I was Barcelona fan, I would tell him where to go. Barney yeah. Messi's trying to influence Barcelona to try and get him back. But, but even, even when he was at Barcelona... And this might be me being biased, but Suarez and Messi were better than him. He never, <clears throat> he never did anything on his own. You know, he might have scored when they scored. You know, he might have scored the third goal in the game, or he had that PSG game. You know, where they came back and they beat PSG. Yeah. And everyone's like, ah, oh, there's all Neymar, Neymar, and stuff like that. And he, yeah, he was, he was heavily involved. But apart from that, there, I'm trying to think of like other times. And maybe the Barcelona fans will write in and say, no, nah, fellas. These moments where you're just thinking he he they cannot lose him because he is such a key player. They haven't won the Champions League since, fair enough. But have they really been that much worse off? No way. And like for Brazil, he was seen as the next Pele, as is the greatest big thing to come out of Brazil, and he's won Olympics two thousand sixteen in Brazil. Um, 
That's it. He's gone out of the Copa America quarterfinals. He's banned for four games in 2015 after a row with Colombia. He keeps getting injured. Then Colombia broke his back um, before that at the 2014 World Cup. Yeah. He was out of that. Gets injured for PSG. Gets injured now on the same ankle like it is again. Ligaments again, which he hurt last season and again this season, which put him out a lot of this season. You're starting to think now, and with what's going on away from football, is he starting? Is this starting to spiral out of control? And we seeing someone that's potentially had all this um, hype just lose it on himself. Twenty fourteen World Cup when he got injured, it seemed to derail Brazil. Yeah, but the, there was there was a period of Barcelona where Messi was out for six weeks, and he did carry Barcelona for those six weeks. But for for that, yeah, now like you're saying, as far as Messi, like Messi's obviously the one. That Barcelona don't want to lose. Never, ever. Like, he's just incredible. But Neymar, yeah, you can take, take a head on him. And yeah. he, the way he got on about leaving Barcelona as well was ridiculous. Like, if that was my club, I'd never want to see him near my club again. And, and the money you want for it, like, you'd be expecting absolute fireworks, like, and him to go on and win the Champions League. But that's clearly why PSG bought him. Like, they didn't care about him winning the Ballon d'Or. Like, they have wanted for the last decade to win the, the Champions League. Since and, the new owners took over. And they thought... Neymar was the one, and they've probably gone backwards. Not made by a wee lad in training time. They <laughs> have, since Lathan left, they've gone back. Yeah, yeah. Backwards. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, 100%. He got them to a semi-final, and I can't remember who beat them that year. The semi-final, was it, um, wasn't Juve? I can't remember who it was. Baron? That, uh, the year, that's the year Barcelona and Juve got the final, was it? Maybe Barcelona, you know. Could have been, yeah. Probably was then. Probably was, and he probably didn't have an impact. Um. So yeah, it's a really weird one because I know a lot of people hype him up, and um, you hear like young kids and all talking about him and different things because of some of the skills and all he does, but it's not really enough. Well, it showed you. It shows you now that right now, um, compared to year and a half, two years ago maybe, he would have been spoken as the next one after Ronaldo and Messi. Now it's Hazard, I think. And Mbappe. Yeah. Mm. And he's gone to fifth, sixth maybe, you know, in the world and, and he was close he was close behind those two at, at the time and now I think if you did a, a list of ten foot especially this season, ten players in the world he's not on the top ten. Probably right this season. Sure. He's been injured. Lineup was relations. <laughs> uh, uh, calm yourself. Um, yeah, like the la- I know, I know exactly what you're hinting at, young Jonathan. And off her, we will talk more. Um, yeah, like the, even last season, like if you look at the top ten players, you list them. I don't think you can really put Neymar in it for the last two years of what he's done. No, he's done a not. few flicks and tricks. Caught a ball from a crossfield pass with his heel once. Yeah, well then, flick it over someone then. <laughs> not good play. <laughs> no, no, he is. He's just he's a YouTube footballer. That's it. He uh, he just he's not. I wouldn't have him Liverpool. I wouldn't no. even if you get him for free. I wouldn't have him Liverpool. No, I'd rather have Hazard. He doesn't have a work rate. Yeah, no, that tells you everything. Yeah, hundred percent. And Mbappe is much better. Oh, uh, PSG yeah. should pin everything on Mbappe. Yeah, but I think he wants to go there as well. So everybody's leaving Paris. Well, he's not going to Real Madrid Mbappe, because <laughs> they just can't be spending that much money. If they're going to, that's like nearly a billion pounds in one transfer window. If they're going to be getting him, which is redacted, so they, they need a whole clear as well. I just worry that he could end up at Man City and wreck everything for everyone. <laughs> It'd be nice if we, we replace him for a certain Belgian. Like. Simon Mignolet, the dream. 
Steve Ockery. Steve Ockery. Don't you dare say that, Steve Ockery. You're I, going nowhere, Steve Ockery. I seen a Liverpool fan tweeting this week that if we're going to let people go, we should let Origi go because we'll get some money for him. No. No. No, no. No, no. I probably have never cheered a goal as much in my life as oh. I did Steve Ockery's goal. I watched it again last night. Such a moment. Uh, I haven't even seen my dad since it's happened too and he's home tomorrow so that's going to be another emotional moment. Um, I think that's everything because there is the Euros things wrong but we, we didn't really watch um, probably around last night. Shane Duffy scored you were saying earlier about him. Good goal. Great result. Good result for them. If they, they, hopefully they can beat Gibraltar on Monday night you like think they can in Dublin and they're really set up nicely in that group. To, Get the boys of the Euros though. Yeah and NI played tonight in Tallinn Against Estonia, um, another a win for them. Now, they have Germany and Holland in their group, but if they, they have can, to win. they, have they need to win. win these games. Yeah, if they can win this one, it puts them, I think, six points clear. Everyone else below them, so they really need it. They haven't won away from home though since they played San Marino two thousand seventeen. So it's a bit. Uh, it's going to be tricky, and that, that won't be an easy game for them. But hopefully, they can get a result, um, and stamp their thoughts because both teams again in the Euros would be class, especially if you get them playing in Dublin. Oh, uh, so, so easy. The battle will be there to, to follow everything. But um, folks, thanks for joining, watching the clips. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Obviously, we recorded everything on the podcast. So you all hear it. Um, we'll be trying to do as many of these as we can throughout the weeks, um, and maybe see what happens going in the next season. But women's football, there's three games on today. I think Germany are out in one of them as well. So um, BBC are covering it all. I think they're doing most of it online or behind the red button, and then a lot of the games that they can, they're going to show on Prime Time TV. So mm-hmm. make sure you follow it, and as well. Uh, Next weekend, the Cup of America starts, and I can't wait because it's a wild. Um, folks, thanks for watching. Brendan, you do this bit because I always mess it up. Subscribe on YouTube, the Sports Bubble. Um, share, like, retweet on Twitter at the Sports Bubble, Instagram at the Sports Bubble, Facebook at the Sports Bubble. It's quite easy. See you again during the week. Good luck. Vive la France. <laughs>